Hello, beautiful soul. You are listening to Shine with Steffi B. Self care with soul, the empowering and holistic health and well being podcast, with me, your host and coach, Steffi B. This podcast takes a mind, body, soul, integrative approach to help you reconnect to your inner fire, reclaim your power and manifest a life you deserve and desire by healing the past, feeling your emotions and reclaiming your identity through building self-love, confidence, worth and acceptance. I am a holistic well-being and empowerment coach and I am on a mission to help people find their purpose and live an aligned life in flow which lights them up and energizes them. If you are someone who feels burnt out, stressed, unfulfilled, overwhelmed, then you are listening to the right podcast. Are you ready to make your well-being a priority? Are you ready to take the journey inwards? Are you ready to let your authentic light shine? Then here we go. Hello, 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 beautiful soul. Take a moment to check in with yourself. Take a breath. Reconnect, even if it's just for a moment. Notice how you're feeling in body, mind and soul. Ask yourself what you need today and offer yourself just that. And that's how we're going to start today's episode. So for some time now, I don't know why I'm in a singing mood, apologies for your ears. For some time now, there has been a number of episodes where I've kind of touched upon the nervous system, the stress response, trauma, and I've always said, oh, maybe I'll save that for another episode because it's kind of a juicy topic and there's a lot to get into. And I could speak about this for hours and I know not everybody is as nerdy as me. Um, so I won't go into it in loads of detail, I would love to cover how stress and trauma impact our body, our energy levels um, and what we manifest, how we feel in our physical health, our mental health, our social health, our spiritual health, our financial health. It can impact all of these things and it's why it's really important when I'm working with my clients Even though it's difficult, we do the healing work first so that they can manifest their dream life because we have to go back and not just heal on a psychological level and on a cognitive level, but also on an energetic level. And we also have to embody that person we want to be, which can be really difficult when we're still holding on to difficult energy from the past. Now, I know I'm a bit of an odd bod, but I am really fascinated by trauma, whether that's trauma with a big T or a little T. And I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that I will be speaking about trauma today. So if you're feeling quite um, emotional or sensitive or feel like this episode could trigger you, I'm giving you a warning now and make sure that you either stop listening if this isn't for you or You know, if you're feeling like you're ready for this, then continue listening. 
but make sure that you feel grounded. Take a moment to take a breath, feel your feet on the floor, perhaps engage all the senses as you look around yourself and notice that you're still in this present moment. Um, and just know that this is more informative and it is a podcast episode and it's not therapy in any in any way. In fact, before we get into the nitty gritty of it, I'm going to invite you to, if you're in a place where you can do so, do a trauma-informed technique. So if you're in a place where you can close your eyes, please do. Soften your gaze if you feel uncomfortable to close your eyes. Feel the weight of your body surrender if you're sitting or lying down. Notice your feet planted on the floor if you're standing up. And just do a quick body scan and check in with how you're feeling today. And I invite you to find a place in your body where you feel completely at ease, where you feel safe, where you feel a softness. This could be somewhere with hardly any sensation at all. Perhaps it's an earlobe or a pinky toe or I don't know, somewhere in your body where you feel very little sensation and it feels safe and it feels comfortable to ruminate your attention and your energy there. And just hang out here a little while, allow yourself to indulge and bask in the softness and just feel what it feels like to feel safe and to feel relaxed and to feel calm. And then when you are ready, move your attention to a place in your body that feels a little more tense. A little more uncomfortable, perhaps there's a bit of pain there, perhaps there's a bit of tension or tightness, stiffness. Just dip your awareness into that sensation in your body for a moment. And then when it becomes too much, move your attention back to this place of safety, this place of softness, this place of comfort in your body. And allow yourself to just rest there, rest your awareness in this comfort. And then again, moving your attention back to the discomfort and perhaps hanging around there a little longer this time. Just observing what comes up for you. Try not to resist it. Just allow your awareness to be sat there. And if and when it becomes too uncomfortable, move your awareness back to the softness the ease in your body. And in your own time, begin to pendulate between the two. So from ease to dis-ease, from comfort to discomfort, to soft, from softness to hardness, just swinging your attention between these two sensations. And just observe how that feels for you. Okay. And now when you're ready, just take a deep breath as you reset. You might want to have a little wiggle and bring your attention back to your surroundings and softly blink your eyes open as you bring yourself back to the present moment. So this is a very brief and a very quick uh, example of a trauma-informed technique called pendulation or titration. Um, They're two quite similar but different um, techniques but it's 
it, by doing that within our body, it helps us build resilience into the discomfort. So if we're going through a process that is quite difficult or perhaps we're wanting to heal in some way, in practicing this technique, we become comfortable in the uncomfortable and then therefore our nervous system does not become overloaded. And also we know we have that place of safety to come back to. Whatever part of that body is, if we're becoming overwhelmed, we can draw our attention there, a place of safety, a place of connection, a place of groundedness. And that can be really, really helpful. So if at any point in today's episode you think, whoa, I wasn't ready to hear that, reconnect to that place in your body that feels safe, that feels soft, and just bring your attention there. For some people, it's their breath, bringing their attention to their breath. It could be the soles of your feet, whatever makes you feel grounded, connected, soft and relaxed and safe, most of all. Okay, so now we are going to get into this whole topic, which I am so fascinated by. Don't tell me, don't ask me why. Um, it's probably because I have experienced trauma myself um, that I am really committed to helping other people um, sort of heal from their wounds. Um, also, I'm a Cancerian. So, you know, I see it or I've always felt like I'm here, been put on this earth to help people, to heal people, to support people. I am such an energetic being and an empath that I can feel people's energies. And I, I used to see that as like a curse because it used to drain me. But now that I've managed to learn how to harness this, I see it as a gift um and i've been given this gift so it's my duty to use it to support other people but also i'm such a, an embodied person i've always felt things very physically um and energetically um so i think that's another reason why i find um stress and trauma and the nervous system so fascinating and that's what we're going to be delving into today so I've done, um, I wouldn't say I'm an expert on trauma but uh, or on stress, but I have quite a lot of experience. So my degree was in creative expressive therapies and I um, sort of majored on the dance pathway, dance and movement pathway. So this was using dance and movement therapeutically to support and enable other people. Um, or, and I know a lot of people see that as perhaps like dancing around like a tree. Uh, there was a bit of that, but mainly it's about how we process using our body um, rather than just our mind, how we process things in an embodied way. Um, and, you know, I've always found this fascinating. And then following on from that, I've done a lot of um, trauma trainings and I've... Um, I've worked in mental health quite a lot before I started my business. I've delivered trainings in uh, suicide awareness training, in um, resilience training, stress management. I've delivered a lot of training and engaged in a lot of training, um, which is going to inform some of what I'm talking about today. Oh, I've just thought about another thing I could add to this episode. I might have to split this into two episodes because like I say, there's so much that I could talk about. Um, so where do I start? 
So at the moment, I am also alongside my business. I am training in mind body therapy through the Embodied Philosophy, um, which is I'm really, really enjoying it. I finish in the summer, I believe it's a year program and it's so fascinating and it's kind of like collaborating all the things that I love into one juicy program. So I'm finding that really, really interesting. So I might interweave some of those things into there. So in terms of stress and resilience, we all have a certain level of resilience and everybody's will look different and that's okay. So some things that people, some people may be able to tolerate, other people may not be able to tolerate and vice versa. There's only so much that we can cope with and only so much that we can manage. And that can be impacted by different situations, trauma being one of them. So in our body, we have um, the nervous system, which runs down our spine. And we have the the, um, vagus nerve right at the top of our spine, just underneath our skull, which is responsible for so many things. And like I say, I'm going to try not to get into the sciencey stuff too much because I will geek out on it and I might lose you. Um, But in the nervous system, we have the sympathetic strand of the nervous system and the parasympathetic strand of the nervous system. So we kind of, if you imagine those as two lines running along parallel to each other, and usually we kind of plod along life, bouncing between the two, um, and they are responsible for different things. So the sympathetic strand of the nervous system is your fight or flight response. Um, So this is when you are in danger, the fight or flight response will trigger. So the sympathetic strand of the nervous system will trigger and loads of hormones will be pumped through that strand of the nervous system. The parasympathetic strand is, I mean, the sympathetic strand is connected to so many different things in your body, lots of different organs, muscles and things like that. So when you are in danger you're, or you feel like you're in danger, then your body will have a physical response. Because if you think about caveman times, a threat might look like a tiger or a lion or something trying to chase us or eat us. Um, So our body needs to have all those hormones and that adrenaline to be able to get away from that danger, to be able to run. So if you've ever been stressed or anxious or overwhelmed, you might notice different bodily sensations that are going on for you. So you might feel a bit nauseous and suddenly need to go to the toilet. And you might think, why is this happening to me? That is because we still have the exact same primal body that we had in caveman times. It's just that threats look a bit different now. So in caveman times, we had to get a run away from a tiger. We suddenly need to go to the toilet because it drops a bit of a weight. And if we're dropping a bit of weight, it means that we can run faster. Um, You might notice that your muscles become really tense when you're in a stressful or anxiety-provoking situation. Again, this is because lots of blood is being pumped to our muscles so that we can run faster. You might notice that your palms start sweating. 
This is because if there was something trying to chase us, we would get away more easily because we're sweating, but also, so we might slip through their, their grasp, I guess, but also it cools the body down so that we can run for longer or faster. You might notice that your heart rate speeds up and um, this is because your heart is trying to pump oxygen around your body so you can get away from this stressful situation or what you are deeming to be threatening. Um, your pupils might dilate, you might be able, you might sort of get like either sort of tunnel vision, so you're like really trying to get to a safe place. Um, or it might be the opposite, you might get kind of um, blurred vision and you're like trying to look at all your peripherals to keep yourself safe and you safe and you feel on high alert so as I said you know this can happen this still happens to our bodies we still have the same body just life society has changed so where a threat may have looked like a tiger back in caveman times, today it might look like starting a business or doing something different, going traveling. It might be a stressful conversation with a partner or a boss. Uh, it might be getting on a bus for some people. So we still have the exact same responses um, as we did when we were cavemen. Um, so that is the sympathetic strand of the nervous system. The parasympathetic strand of the nervous system is responsible for rest and digest. So this is, you know, where we need to regain our energy when our system has been flooded or overwhelmed. So we have to rest, we have to digest. You might notice that after you've experienced a stressful situation, you feel really tired and really, really exhausted. And that's your body, your nervous system trying to heal itself and regain that energy that you've had to put out from getting away from a difficult situation. So sympathetic strand is fight or flight, parasympathetic strand is rest and digest so usually we might sort of plod along life you know moving through you know within our level of resilience within our level of tolerance which is not activating either of these nervous systems uh, strands of the nervous system or perhaps it's you know activating them a little bit like sometimes you might notice you're a bit stressed but you can manage it or you feel a bit fatigued, um, but you know nothing that's that's close to depression. Now, when people experience a trauma or really really high stress, then this can impact whether we have energy flowing through our nervous system, more energy flowing through. So, you know whether the sympathetic strand of the nervous system gets activated or the parasympathetic strand, which can look like anxiety or depression. And because we may have experienced this difficult situation, we can explore it through therapy on a, on a mind level. And we can retrain our thinking, we can find healing in the mind, but the nervous system still thinks that we are at risk or at a threat. So our body is telling us very differently and that can then impact our behavior. So if you are still activated, if you've been outside of your window of resilience, 
then that might cause you to be on overdrive all the time because you're looking out for threats. And that might cause you to be really, 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 really busy all the time, which is often a coping mechanism for people who've ex experienced stress or trauma, that they make themselves busy. And that's because you've got so much energy still running through the sympathetic strand of your nervous system and probably also a bit of avoidance as well. And when you're operating at that, at that level all the time, there's no time for rest and digest. So sometimes people often hit burnout because you've not given your, yourself the opportunity to restore and then you bust and that's where you can go into sort of low mood, fatigue or even depression and you might bounce between the two. So it's really important that we have healing, not just on a mindset level, but on an energetic level. And that's how sort of past experiences and past traumas can still impact our energy today. And, uh, you know, I spoke at the beginning about how it can impact all levels of our well-being, not just, you know, uh, on a psychological uh, um, standpoint, but also on an emotional standpoint and a physical standpoint. So if you are um, in that fight or flight all the time, your body's like running on energy, on empty. And this is what happened to me. I hit complete burnout. Uh, I had a, I experienced a traumatic event. My way of coping was to keep busy all the time, to people please all the time, never slow down. I couldn't cope with slowing down. I couldn't even sit with myself, but I hit complete burnout. And then I hit this bust. And that's when I got diagnosed with ME and fibromyalgia. I was really, really anxious, believe it or not. Um, and so it's important for us to not just heal our energy and uh, on a nervous system level and heal the past, um, on a nervous system level for our mental health, but for our physical health as well, because it can then impact, um, it can cause chronic health conditions, whether that be similar to me, CFS, uh, fibromyalgia, it can cause arthritis, um, it can cause all sorts of um, chronic health conditions. So it's really important that we take the time to heal our nervous system, not just heal things on a mindset level, but also in an embodied level as well. And there's lots of things that, that we can do to soothe the nervous system, um, which I'm not going to go into great detail today because that is never ending. There's a that you could do that. And I mean, I'm doing a whole training program on it at the moment. Um, but, you know, I'm just going to invite you to do one thing on an embodied level right now is just take your fingertips softly to the base of your skull. So the neap of your neck. And right there, you'll find just under your skull at the top of your spine, there'll be like a little dint probably. <laughs> As I'm saying this to you, I'm doing it myself and I'm like going all snoozy. But that is where your vagal nerve um, is situated. So I invite you just, you know, next time you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed, if you feel tension in your body or you're feeling anxious, just give yourself a gentle massage there. And, you know, send healing energy to that part of your body because that connects is connected to so many parts of your body. 
So by mass, if even better, if you can get somebody else to massage it for you. I was doing this to my partner the other day and he literally <laughs> nearly fell asleep. He was like, oh, how is that so dreamy? Um, just by touching this one, you know, one part really can calm down the nervous system. But if you're in the rest and digest, you might need something that activates your nervous system. Um, so there's lots of different things that you can do to either help restore or activate, depending in what which sort of level you're operating at. And if we don't do this healing work, it impacts your whole life, right? It impacts your whole reality, because if you're still in this fight or flight, if you are still um, activated or in rest and digest to the point where you've really fatigued, burnt out, perhaps, you know, experiencing depression, then that is going to have an impact on your current reality because you will either be being busy all the time that you make yourself unwell or you'll be um, ignoring things, neglecting things, not doing what you love, ignoring your intuition, not manifesting the things that you want because let's remember from our previous podcast, we need to vibrate at a frequency which is a vibrational match to the things that we want to manifest. But if we are vibrating at a frequency that's in fight or flight or rest and digest, constantly ping-ponging between the two and finding no equilibrium, then that's going to be very, very difficult to manifest the things that we want to because it's going to be very hard to harness our energy as we spoke about last week. So it's why it's so, so important to do this healing work before we go on our manifestation journey and this is very unique for a coach right um so i will explain to you the difference between therapy and coaching so therapy is often sort of processing what's happened in the past um trying to go back to the past and kind of unpick it a little bit talk about it it depends on what type of therapy but it's usually focused on a past experience Whereas coaching is focused on the future. It's focused on guiding a person towards their dreams and desires and helping a person navigate what next steps they want to take and help them manifest whatever it is that they want to manifest, right? So therapy is past-focused, coaching is future-focused. My approach is a combination of both because I believe you have to touch on the past, you have to heal some aspects of your past so that you can work on your mindset and so that you can work on your energy so that you can move forwards and manifest the things that you want. So I have the joy of having the experience and the knowledge and the wisdom of both aspects and done training both therapeutically and in a coaching sense on a, a um, psychological level and an, on an embodied level. So I've got this very holistic approach, hence why I call myself a holistic well-being and empowerment coach. So I can't give all my secrets away, but I am going to give you a little tool to go away, away with to help you if you are struggling with um, stress or overwhelm at the moment. Uh, to help you manage that stress and alleviate the stress and hopefully this practical exercise will help you to heal and and 
manage on a day-to-day basis. So this is one small step in a very big and long journey. I understand that. But this is called the stress bucket. And you might have heard of it before. So basically, imagine a bucket, okay? And imagine each side of the bucket is um, one side of your nervous system. So one side is a sympathetic strand, one side is a parasympathetic strand. And what we want to do is to keep everything within that bucket, within our level of resilience, within our level of tolerance. So you might even want to grab a piece of paper and a pen and draw a stress bucket or draw a bucket. Um, It doesn't have to be artsy, just draw three lines which represent a bucket. Um, And then... Within the bucket, I invite you to um, write the things that you uh, that contribute to your life at the moment or things that you feel you have a responsibility for, things that might cause stress in your life. So, for example, you might write um, finances. Your financial situation might be causing you stress at the moment. So at the bottom of the bucket, write finances and above it, draw a line. Above that line, write something else which is causing a bit of stress at the moment. So that could be um, work. Work might be stressful for you at the moment. And then another one above that, health might be stressful for you at the moment. So keep writing things in that bucket that are causing you stress at the moment. Now, if that bucket becomes full, That means you're about to tip over and you're going to come outside your window of resilience. You are going to come outside of what you can tolerate. And that's where the symptoms of stress start coming in, whether that's inflammation, tension, perhaps you become quite teary, perhaps you become overwhelmed and anxious, or perhaps you go the other way and perhaps you become really fatigued and um, perhaps you... um, stop doing things or procrastinate you know what are those warning signs that you are stressed for me it's like this I feel like I can't cope and I get quite teary and my heart starts pounding a bit faster and I can feel tension in my body that's where we don't want to get to so in order to drain this bucket we need to put some taps on it so that it doesn't become overwhelmed. So you might want to draw on your bucket some taps, okay? And these taps allow the bucket to drain or if you prefer, you can put um, holes in the bottom of the bucket and out of each of those holes or taps, write things that fill you up, okay? So things that make you feel good. So that could be, going for a walk, it could be meditating, it could be breathing, it could be doing something creative, it could be doing something um, that lights you up, something that inspires you, something that, it might be something practical, Um, it might be connecting or talking with somebody else, it might be getting a coach, it might be getting a therapist, it's whatever works for you that's going to help you drain that bucket so that you don't become overwhelmed, so that you don't go into burnout um, or that you don't get triggered. So think about the things that that are going to, uh, some coping mechanisms that's going to help you reduce your levels of stress. Now, for some people, they might have coping mechanisms, but they might not be so helpful. So these are the things that feed back into the bucket. So let's 
think of some. So imagine a tap on your bucket, but on the end of the tap is a hose that goes round and feeds right back into the top of your bucket. So these are the things such as drinking, alcohol, okay? Uh, so at the time when we're having a drink, it feels good. We might get a bit merry or it might numb some difficult feelings and uh, help us kind of forget about what's actually going on. Um, feels good in the short term. In the long term, you wake up groggy, you wake up fatigued and not your best self. And it makes it harder to cope with the day to day things because you're not vibrating at a good high energetic level it's harder to manage the day-to-day -day stuff which then feeds back into the stress bucket similarly with uh comfort eating comfort eating can feel really good in the moment but actually in the long term it feeds back into the bucket because it makes us feel sluggish it makes us feel tired it makes us feel fatigued um, it can even cause sort of more health worries so it's not a helpful coping mechanism. Equally, some people's coping mechanism is under eating. And again, it's not a helpful coping mechanism. It feels like in the short term, um, from my experience, it helped me in the short term under eating because it, it helped me regain control after a time that I'd been experienced something that was out of my control and was very difficult. But in the long term, it leaves us malnourished, it leaves us tired, and it leaves us feeling less resilient. So think about the things that are unhelpful and helpful coping mechanisms to drain that stress bucket. And really, the things that are going to help you drain your stress bucket and going to help you bring you back into that equilibrium where you are feeling resilient, where you're feeling, you know, ready to take on the world, where you're feeling empowered and energized and excited. The things that are going to make you feel like that are self-care tools. So making sure that you are making time for self-care, whatever that looks like to you. So again, I said it at the beginning, check in with yourself. How are you really feeling today in your body, in your mind, in your soul? And if you're feeling stressed, burnt out or overwhelmed, ask yourself, okay, what do I need? What's going to put a hole in my bucket? <laughs> what is going to um, reduce my levels of stress? What self-care activities can I make time for today that are going to serve me and that are going to help me? Because there's a higher purpose in doing this self-care. It's not just about feeling good on a day-to-day -day basis, but it's also creating a life that you love. It's creating a life where you feel empowered and you feel excited and you're ready to go get whatever the thing is that you want to manifest. So if you want to explore more of this, then, you know, pop me a message. We can arrange a call and I would love to support you through whatever you're going through at the moment. I also have some super duper exciting news um, that in Feb at the in the middle of February, uh, on the 15th of February, actually, it's a Tuesday, I am going to be starting a free manifestation three day challenge. And there is going to be some amazing prizes up for grabs. I'm super duper excited for it. So you can sign up for this, you have to sign up in order to be eligible to win and to win the prizes. Um, so make sure you sign up on my website. I will drop the link in the description of this episode. 
and it will be live in the self-care soul society on facebook so make sure you join that too if you're not already a member there so that is me for today my darlings make sure that you do something kind for yourself today be compassionate towards yourself Give yourself some love and hold space for yourself and practice self-care. Do something that lights you up today. Sending you so much love, light and healing. Steffi B. If you have enjoyed this podcast, then click the subscribe button so that you can be hooked in for more. If you're interested in my Feel, Heal, Rise and Thrive program, you're curious to find out more on how you can reclaim your power, your identity, and manifest a life you deserve and desire, then please book in for a discovery call. I would love to hear from you and find out your story. If you click on the link to my website, you will get a free five-step guide to self-worth. Sending you so much love, light and healing, Steffi B.